As as an agoraphobe, it makes a lot of sense to move all the good conferences to San Diego. Hey, you're listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast, episode 21, recorded Friday, July 29th, 2016. In this episode of PHP Ugly, we ask the question, do all frameworks suck? We also talk about our latest San Diego Laravel user group meetup, some announcements from Laracon, more drama at the PHP Fig, and how a couple of hackers broke PHP and earned $20,000. Let's get started. All right, well, I say we jump into it. Don't do this. Let's get ugly. It's time to get ugly. Why are we recording Friday night? What happened? Uh, la- what happened last night? No, we're recording Friday night because I am on the East Coast. Well, I'm on the East Coast time zone. I'm actually in Louisville, Kentucky at Laricon. Laricon just wrapped up today. And there's a three-hour time difference between uh, Louisville and San Diego. So the normal 11.30 p.m. recording time that we do on Thursday night just wasn't going to fly. Yeah. So it's actually still pretty early for you, huh? Yeah, it's it's 6 o'clock here. Now, I say that, but I got to meet Jacob Bennett, and he has a podcast, North Meets South. We think a three-hour time difference is, is big. Him and his partner in Australia, and they have like a 14-hour time difference. Damn. And uh, they seem to be able to pull it. And, and here we are, chumps. We can't do a three-hour time difference without. Well, neither neither one of us wants to get drunk at six in the morning, or, or still be drunk at six in the morning. That's, that's <laughs> always an option. That's that's true. Well, actually, I don't mind that too much. <laughs> what have you been up to? Yeah, so I've uh, been working hard here. Just finished up two meetups here in your absence. Two. Two. Which two? Oh, no. I, well, yeah, you were there for the security one. I, I was okay. there for you in North County. I, I had your back, brother. Right, right, right. No, I'm just thinking of the next one where you're not going to be here. No, I'm not going to be there for the next one either. I apologize. It was a small group at the Laravel meetup, but it was an excellent presentation, and it was a good, attentive group that was really uh, picking up what was being put down there. So I watched uh, was... the live stream. I heard what you said, you bastard. But I did. I, I actually, Melly, I watched the live stream once you guys got it working. And then once you sent out the right link, I watched the live stream. This is how hardcore I am. I then went back and watched the recording so I could see the beginning of the piece that I meant because you missed because you guys sent out the wrong stream. Right. And that's where. See, I, I hadn't anticipated that. So I had put in all my personal attacks on you in that first five minutes. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> yeah, but it, it all came together. It was a very nice, very nice meetup. John is still out with a baby, and and you're out. You're out there at Laracon. I'm out at Laracon, but I'm still here for you. You see how that rolls? You are. You are still here for me. I am disappointed. I missed Norm's talk. Uh, he, it was the first time he presented. I like to be there for first timers. You never know when you're going to find that diamond in the rough. It sounds like uh, Norm might have been one of them. It was, yeah, it was a really good talk. He had his uh, information all together. And, you know, he did something at the end of this talk, which I've, I was really happy about, which is that he, he was talking about Spark being deployed with Forge and how he was using Spark to see if it fit the needs of a client. And he got to the end of the presentation and basically broke down everything that he liked about Spark, everything that he didn't like about Spark, and what his end result was, which was that he, he ended up not going with Spark for his implementation because it just didn't fit what he needed. 
Yeah, he did a uh, really good job. I mean, you can tell he did a lot of homework and did a real good job yeah. of breaking everything down. Absolutely. So I've been out here at Laricon this week. Uh, I came out here on Tuesday. They had workshops on Wednesday. So originally when Laricon was first announced, workshops were on Wednesday, and that was a separate thing. And then the conference... Right. you had actually, to pay separately for that. Yeah, but they quickly did away with that, and it, it all just became one big conference. So essentially, the conference ran Wednesday through Friday, except Wednesday was a little different format in the sense that each presenter had the stage for like an hour and a half, as opposed to... I think it's only like 30 or 45 minutes uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So it was nice. It was a lot of information, a lot of time to sit there and ask questions. I think Wednesday was hands down my favorite day. Wednesday and Friday. Friday, I was hoping to find a break in the day because I'm still, I have clients. I have to address stuff. I have meetings I have to take. And I tell you what, Friday and Wednesday, there was just not a moment I wanted to walk away from the conference. Um, Thursday, I, I found a little time. I, I actually got some work done on Thursday, but this conference is just so chock full, full of great presenters. Even if I'll say the same thing that I said last year, even if you're not a Laravel developer and you're not a fan of the Laravel framework, even this year, there might have been a couple more Laravel specific talks. There was one today on eloquent models. Obviously, Taylor talked a lot about Laravel 5.3 on Tuesday, but there's so many good, just straight-up PHP talks and some really good soft talks. And I think one of my favorite talks was a soft talk done by Chuck Reeves, who did a, did a great presentation on practical software estimates, um, estimation. As somebody who runs, who has to constantly give estimates to clients, we have, we have a client who's very big on estimates. And one of the things Chuck uh, referenced is that certain clients will take estimates and then that becomes the timeline and they lose the definition of an estimate. So you say something's going to take, you estimate something's going to take eight hours. Well, they say, okay, this will take eight hours. It's like, no, that's not what I said. I said, that's an estimation of how much time it's going to take. And he talked a lot about the different practices on estimation and you know, people who triple the time and people who do all this math to, to estimate correctly and how none of it's really a good approach. It, it was a great, just a really good talk that hit home for a lot of the things that I'm struggling with as far as uh, trying to figure out estimations for clients. So there were a couple soft talks, but there weren't, there weren't nearly as many soft talks as there were last year. Uh, there was a lot of technical talks this year, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Taylor had mentioned that he was moving more towards a technical uh, format for this year, and it sounds like really nailed it. This is still hands down one of my favorite conferences. Well, you love the the single track thing too, which Taylor said is stay, sticking around. He well, he likes the single track stuff, and I don't think it's going away anytime soon for Laracon. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's what draws me to it the most is just that you're not going to miss anything if you don't if you don't want to see a talk that's fun you don't need to see a talk but if you're watching a talk you're not missing another good talk he did mention he's not sure if it's going to be back in Louisville next year and he to San Diego I, that's what I keep telling he hinted around to West Coast he talked about Vegas which I don't think Vegas is a good good fit I would love to see him bring it out to San Diego. Phoenix would be okay, but I, I don't think that would be a great fit. San Diego is a fantastic place for this talk, for this conference. Uh, he, he's got to bring it out there. At least try it. You, you're close enough to L.A., but you're not having to put up with all the L.A. congestion. 
Um, San Diego's perfect. It, it needs to come out to San Diego. Although, as as the SD Laraval uh, showrunners were a little bit biased, but I this, agree. This may, this may be true, but nothing yeah. can be proven. As, as an agoraphobe, it makes a lot of sense to move all the good conferences to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously, a couple of announcements came out. Laravel 5.3 was not released. Um, he says he's going to hold on to it for a couple more weeks. He's, it's just documentation he's working on, but uh, he wasn't ready to release it. But he did you know, talk about all the features and everything that he, that's coming to 5.3 and some of the packages. Um, some of the more exciting packages with Scout, which is uh, a package uh, to... Um, integrate with a full text search in, in an eloquent approach, uh, which is very, very promising. Um, yeah, it's something I'm going to have to look at. I've done full text search on small sites, and simple solutions can work really well. But uh, full text search on big sites, simple solutions um, can be devastating. Right. And so this this worked off a, a lot of drivers for services. I, I think Angola was the one that came out of the box. Everybody was asking about Elasticsearch, and he said there wasn't a driver currently for it, but I don't see that. like In, in typical Laravel fashion, it, it's not difficult to write drivers. So I he, imagine somebody's going to write an Elasticsearch driver here in a couple of days. Someone, someone during the conference actually created a Git repo, an empty Git repo for Laravel Scout Elasticsearch. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't so yeah, it's we'll see it pretty soon, I think. Uh, the, one of the other things that is built into the the to Laravel five three is um, there's a new mail class called Laravel Mailable. And it's just a matter of, instead of handling mail through a closure, uh, it just makes sending mails a little cleaner. Uh, I mean, that, that looked like uh, it was going to be cool. Uh, there was a lot around uh, Laravel noti- notification. I, I love this feature. This, this, to me, is something that I've really been missing forever. Oh, really? So what did yeah. you like about this? Uh, well, it sort of makes bug snag redundant. I can see that. I can see that, yeah. You know, um, notifications seems like it's geared towards developers, not towards end users. So this is something that can send quick messages to a variety of different services like HipChat or Slack, things like that. SMS, email, yeah, exactly, yeah. Right. You just call the notification uh, method or facade and say, hey, I got to know about this when it happens, so tell me about it, and it'll find a way to tell you. That's interesting that you think it's more for developers. Now that you say that, I can see it. All, all the uh, examples he did were for, like emails for like thanks for signing up or mm-hmm. you know forgot password emails. I mean, those were the examples that he was given. But I see what you're saying. You know, when you throw an exception instead of sending it to Bug Snag, you just send it to whatever notification you want to send it to. Right. Or if you have uh, throttling for user accounts and somebody hammers the throttle really hard you want to be notified that something's going on yeah that's a really good use for that good call yeah it's you know i've i've always had trouble with having a simple way of notifying me of edge case behaviors notifications seems like you could just pop it anywhere where you might see an edge case and forget it until it until it hits you up so i yeah i liked uh, the notify system a lot there's also a lot of directory structure changes um, but I think we might have, yeah, we covered that. Yeah, we talked about that last week. And, and 
he kind of reiterated what we said in the sense that the directory structure change isn't really that big of a deal. They were empty directories if he never used them. He just removed them. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's there. We talked about it a little bit. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not It's not a deal breaker by any means. Yeah, I think the, the big one that was announced was Passport. Uh, which we were kind of speculating on what it could be last week. I I suggested it might have to do with authentication, which turned out to be the case. But it's way better than I even thought. Uh, Passport is going to be a package that allows you to just spin up a uh, OAuth 2 server um, in your application. Uh, It it becomes a no-brainer. There there becomes very little work to do with it. Uh, Which is something that I I sort of wish we had had two months ago. Two (laughs) months ago. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that when I was watching. I'm like, damn it, I'm working on a project. I could have really used a heads up on this a couple months back. Yeah. That would have been good to have. I'm really excited about that. I, I'm a, I'm such a big fan of uh, OAuth 2, giving users that, that single sign-on across multiple applications. I think we all worked on various projects that that, that would have been a, a nice to have, but maybe we didn't do it because we didn't feel like putting the work in for it or somebody didn't want to pay for the work. My mentality is... I I would like to like OAuth 2, but in its current state, just certain things are too annoying to get working. Oh. So I if 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 a tool comes out that makes OAuth easier, then all the better. I think this is going to be it. I mean, even it handles things like JWTs, and it it looked very slick. I'm excited to see it. We we do a lot of discussion about frameworks here, and. One of the uh, well, the big name <laughs> in in the PHP world, you know, got quoted today as saying all frameworks suck. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus Rasmus Lerfdorf was at a a conference and people asked him, well, what do you think about frameworks? And he said, oh, they all suck. All of these frameworks suck. And then he went on to talk about which frameworks are good. And his first example was WordPress. And a lot of people are just sort of scratching their heads, going, what the hell are you talking about? And he makes a really good point, which is that, I mean, this is a four-minute video. It's really quick to watch. But his point is simply that a lot of the frameworks that are out there are designed for big general-purpose functionality. What happens is people will take a big framework like Laravel, Symfony, Cake, whatever. They'll implement their whole system in it, and then they'll cut out all of the stuff that's slowing the system down that is designed for stuff that you'll never do. So if, you're, if your site doesn't support users, why do you have OAuth support? Uh, his example was, if you're connecting to MySQL every single time there's a connection made, then why are you going through the logic of figuring out which database you should be connecting to every time a user calls your application? So <clears throat> he mentioned sort of use-specific frameworks like WordPress or Drupal for CMS functionality, uh, stuff like that. And I, it's... It has created a lot of very good discussion, I think, about purpose-built frameworks that have, you know, a, a wider functionality, or a well, more, sorry, a more narrow functionality that are designed to do one thing one way. And I think we might start seeing some frameworks that are, you know, hard, hard configured. Yeah, and I guess in general, I can't say that he is wrong, but uh, so the the gist of it is. It doesn't make sense to use a general framework for a specific problem. But at the same time, you're not always addressing a specific problem. I mean, web applications, a lot of times in nature, are very general. 
yeah, maybe you don't have user authentication for all of them, but the fact that user authentication is part of the framework and you're not using it really doesn't have any overhead. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big Ramus fan. I mean, you, you would think, being a PHP developer, I feel like I owe my career to him, and I'm happy with what he started, but the guy is a little arrogant for my taste. Um, he is a little He's perfectly arrogant for my taste. I just love it. Yeah. I mean, he's stated several times in the past, I'm not a PHP developer. I'm a C developer. Right. You know, it's like, eh. No, and... And he'll go out of his way to to bash PHP. You yeah, know? And he he doesn't he doesn't dance around it. You know, he in in the same video he says PHP is a scripting language. It should be treated like a scripting language, right. which is which is language that PHP people have been trying to get away from for a while. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate what he says, and what he says has some merit, but he's not the end all be all of the conversation. I, it, no, and that's why I think a quick four-minute video is a great starting point for people to discuss it within the community. But he's, you know, he's not gonna. Yeah, I just don't want it to turn into um, a, like framework bashing or, 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 or any sort of bashing against any sort of platform. I mean, everybody's doing drama. what they're doing. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I was while I was out here at Laricon, I actually got up to speed. I didn't realize that PHP Fig was still having drama. Um, really? See, I didn't know that either. We talked about it in a couple shows back. I don't recall exactly which one, but we talked about some drama that was going on PHP Fig, and I think for the most part, what it equated to was somebody was was fudging some numbers on their packages, and they kind of got voted out of the Fig or or something along that lines. It, I, I remember hearing about it. I'm like, okay, they're they're doing some housekeeping. They're they're trying to to keep a certain level of integrity to the group, that's fine. What I heard this weekend, though, um, I mean, I guess you can say the names because it's all out there in the, in, in the open. There's a very big thread going around about uh, Paul Jones. And if you, if you know of the man, uh, he's an extremely bright, intelli- uh, intelligent person. His big thing, and the and part, uh, reason why he's part of the FIG, is he's the author of the of the uh, how do you even say it the the framework that isn't a framework. Uh, he has a bunch of libraries where if you bring them together, yes, they make up a framework, but it's designed to run as separate packages. I, I've seen him speak before. He's like nobody questions his skill set um, within PHP Fig. If you if you read the uh, if you're part of the mail threads. I guess there's some discussion about voting him out of the fig. We had this mass exodus of people leaving, of frameworks leaving the fig. And, yeah. and Taylor publicly said, hey, I did not leave the fig because of Paul Jones. I, that's not the reason Laravel left the fig. But others, from my understanding of what was explained to me today, uh, are very public about, yes, he is the reason we left. He, he, he's very difficult to work with. Um, I was surprised to hear that. I, I've never personally met Paul Jones. Like I said, I've only seen him speak. I, I follow him on Twitter. I follow some of his stuff. He he does seem more on the abrasive side. He does seem very opinionated, but uh, he does also seem to know what he's talking about. And I don't think that's ever come into question. I think it. I think the thing that's really come into question is how he handles the democracy of the Fig Group, and um, I think that's the part that 
it's becoming difficult to keep the fig as a democracy when uh, he becomes involved with topics. And from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a lot of the discussion about ousting him from fig has to do with his personal stance on things political and things unrelated to the you know PHP development and community. Uh, I can't correct you because I did not hear that. Uh, what what do you know something I don't? There there was a post. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So if if you, if you Google the term PHP fig toxic member, oh geez. you yeah. That's I mean that's the title of the discussion. Uh, it, it does take you to a conversation about uh, Paul Jones writing about conservative topics. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I would generally think that the majority of of PHP developers fall on the liberal side of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I think that. I just assume people are like me. Mm-hmm. I guess I I do know that that he falls into the conservative side of the spectrum, which. Uh, a lot of people just hearing conservative opinions can see them as toxic, whether or not it's a controversial opinion of any kind. But yeah, there's there has been discussion about his effect, his personality and his effect in his conversations outside of PHP on the FIG community. Wow, well, that's disappointing. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I found. I think I found the same thread that you're referring to. So, yeah, and and like you said, I've had no interaction with him. I think that if if somebody has controversial opinions that are being brought up outside of the conversation at hand, then that's that's not an issue. You you can't not work with somebody because of their opinions at home. Right. Um. You know, if there's a if there's an issue with things that are completely irrelevant being brought up within the community, then yeah, that's an issue that needs to be addressed. But you know how drama is, you know how drama spirals. Yeah. And that's why I sort of prefer to stay out of drama, generally speaking. Yeah. So let's get back on a positive track here. Um, I, I, I mentioned to you that I got to meet Jake Bennett, who was just a uh, very charismatic person. I mean, he was very fun to talk to. He's very welcoming. Um, the guy didn't know me from squat, and uh, by the end of day three, you think we'd been friends for a long time. Um, but I also got to meet a couple other people that I, I'd really hoped to, to meet at the conference. One of them was uh, Eric Burns, who's the uh, host of uh, the Laravel News podcast. That was fun to finally get to shake his hand, thank him for everything he's doing uh, in the community. I actually had a drink with uh, Jeremy uh, uh, Lim... I can't pronounce his last name. Limdum? Limdumlum? Limdumlum. He he used to work for AWS. Um, he's, He's running the Arizona... He's one of the organizers of the Arizona... PHP group now. He used to work for AWS. He did a lot of the uh, uh, the, uh, the AWS uh, PHP SDK. Um, I seem to think he's involved with Guzzle as well. He he was a very fun guy to talk. We we sat down and he had had a drink and talked. Um, him and uh, the guy I was here with, Marcus, spoke a lot about development and and some of the the challenges they have in the education field. That was that was fun. So it was good. I I am I am such a terrible person in social situations. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, and, it's, no, in social situations. 
That too, yeah. It's hard to watch. <laughs> I, I don't... It, it is weird. You think as, as a community organizer for a couple of groups, I would be very outgoing, very easily... Uh, a very easy person to approach. I'm told I'm not an easy person to approach. I look very intimidating. I'm not outgoing. I, I, like, to, I like to hide in the corner. Um, but Well, that's true. Yeah. Not that you're good at the hiding part, but you do find a corner quickly. I do. But I was here with Marcus, uh, one of the members from SDPHP and San Diego Laravel Group, and a friend uh, for a couple of years now. And he, he seems to always interact with people. Yeah, he's a very gregarious guy. Yeah, it, it was, and he's such a nice guy, too. I mean, he's just... He, he he's a very pleasant person. So he was kind of my bridge. That's how I got to meet uh, Jake and a few other people from that crew. Uh, I think TJ and what's it, Dave, the MMA fighter. There's just a there's a whole crew of them. Um, and I had Marcus to thank, but I actually had somebody come up to me and and recognize me, and I was like, really? Yeah, it was so it was in. I recognized her, but I, I didn't know if I, if I had knew her from Twitter or if I knew her because, you know, I had seen her in conferences or, so, or something. And I was so embarrassed because she comes up to me and I'm like, I don't think I'm who you think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who do you think I am? And she's like, no, you're Eric, right? Your show come on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was great. So that's such a weird feeling. I'm mean, I'm so happy that you know people come up to me and introduce themselves because I don't do it and I'm so terrible at it. I, I try to every time I go to a conference, I, I try to say, okay, I'm going to go up and say hello to this. This this year it was Eric Burns. I saw Eric Burns and I'm like, I'm going to go up and I'm going to say hello to him and. If I never speak to the guy ever again, if he never remembers me, fine. But I'm going to go say hi to him because I should. Uh, of course, I always try to get a picture with Taylor uh, at the Laracon because, you know, it's just I like doing that. And Taylor actually walked up to me. Um, I'm sitting in, uh, I was sitting in the auditorium uh, the first day, and on a break, he walks. he's walking up. He sees me. He walks over. He says, hey, how you doing? You made it out. I'm like, hey, yeah, I made it out. Thank you. Good. Could you please stop making that noise every time I talk? It's really distracting. <laughs> Could you not snore up here because it's bothering everybody else? I'm sorry. Really, it was a long flight. <laughs> yeah, it's not an acoustically dead area that you're in. It's it's going out through the whole group. So it it, no. it was weird. It, it was weird. Somebody came up. That's the second time that's happened to me, and I just I it's it's I'm so happy people come up to me because I I don't go up to people even if I look at them like. I follow that person Twitter, like Miko. I, I could have seen her. I'm like, I follow her on Twitter. I would have never have approached her because I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I I had uh, my talk two weeks ago about security, and lo and behold, the next week after that, there's a fantastic article about PHP being broken, Pornhub being hacked, and 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 bug bounties being earned. Uh, in, in this case, twenty thousand dollars worth of bug bounties. We should take this opportunity to clarify: you are a PHP developer. You ha you did mention a couple shows back how you work in the adult industry, but I, Pornhub is not the 
a site you work for. So this does not, no. not directly involve anything you've done. No, no, I didn't. I didn't hack my own company's website and then ask them for money. Well, you didn't hack any website, but more importantly, the website you worked for wasn't hacked. Correct. Um, so this was this was an interesting story that that really blew my mind. I mean, two guys, uh, Ruslan Habalov and uh, Dario Weber. Uh, they it looks like they saw a bug bounty that they wanted. They wanted this bug bounty. And so they just went after finding a bug in Pornhub's site as hard as they could. Uh, and this meant in some incredible work finding a, 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 a potential buffer overflow uh, with access to, to restricted memory space, uh, tracking down uh, custom compiled versions of PHP and determining what the the start memory uh, address was for unserialized data in an initiated session. And, I mean, the amount of work that was put into this was absolutely insane. Um, And, yeah, for that work, they earned $20,000 and revealed some pretty surprising internals in PHP. Uh, So there's, yeah, they're... Their research led to two PHP bugs being generated, which help, I believe at this point are, are resolved before that they announced that they had done this. It, um, was this related to the HTTP, or actually, what would that be called, HTTPoxy uh, issue earlier uh, last week? No, this was related to, uh, well, let's, let's see, the technical description is breaking PHP's garbage collection and unserialize. So this is the way that garbage collection in PHP works and creating arbitrary objects to, to be executed on the server by passing in a class-like structure to a field that is serialized at some point. So they were, yeah, they were able to uh, achieve some pretty insane stuff. You know, the article reads pretty easily for about, uh, let's call it 10 paragraphs, uh, but then it goes technical in in a way that i can't even begin to read i i will have the link in the show notes because this is it is a hell of a story but uh you know paragraphs with titles like link leaking interesting php binary segments or preparing the rop payload taking over the instruction pointer you know stuff that as php developers we don't have to worry about but the internals people have a, a fairly good grasp on yeah all right, man. Well, it's late. It's late in Louisville, Kentucky, as you can see behind me. Look, it's gotten dark. It's been nice watching the sunset behind you there. Yeah, it's, pretty, uh... it's still light where you're at, right? It's only, uh, what time is it, 7 o'clock? This feels like uh, like a modern remake of You've Got Mail. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to call this a show. I'm glad we, we got an opportunity to record it. I am going to have to hustle to edit this one together. Fortunately, it was a pretty good show, so I'm hoping there's not a lot of hope. Yeah, you know, uh, John's John's absence has really added a flavor that was missing, <laughs> <laughs> or or removed a flavor removed a flavor that was present. I don't know which one it is. That bitter taste in the back of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Are we done? Are we done yet, guys? Are we done? I gotta go to bed. Ugh. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, accommodating my 
my craziest schedule out here. And uh, hey, my pleasure. I'm I'm gonna finish off my second beer here and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. Peace. Thank you for listening to the PHP Ugly podcast. PHP Ugly can be found on Twitter at PHP Ugly. You can also follow the host, Tom Rideout, on Twitter at Real Rideout, John Congdon on Twitter at John Congdon, and myself, Eric Van Johnson, on Twitter at Shokum. That's spelled S-H-O-C-M. Notes and links from this episode can be found on GitHub at github.com forward slash phpugly forward slash podcasts.